Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hello, and welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We got a loaded weekend on Friday night. We've got uh, an Impact watch along, which I guess will just simply coincide with a SmackDown watch along because they're both on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so we got that going on. Uh, we've got Extreme Rules on Saturday. And then right after the Extreme Rules watch along, if you're in Northern California area, Action Coast Wrestling. This is a very big deal for us in particular. It's a massive Larson, deal. Because in the main event, Alpha Zoe, the champion of ACW, Magnum AD, the former owner of, of Action Coast Wrestling, and the legend El Flaco Loco, are taking on in the main event Joe DeSoul, the current scumbag owner of ACW. Uh, Johnny Butabi, also scumbag. Trip Rogers, scumbag. All scumbags. And if if the non-scumbags win, we get to, we then get to sign the paperwork live to take ownership of Action Coast Wrestling. We're going to have our own wrestling promotion, Larson. Very excited. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and then, but if the bad guys win, Zoe's got to put up his championship. I think all in the same night against all three of those companies. And then we get no wrestling company. And more, kind of more importantly for us, anyways. I mean, that's bad for Zoe. He's terrific, yeah. by the way. Zoe is great. He's great. For us, we don't get a wrestling promotion. Yeah, we don't get a wrestling promotion. Uh, so very exciting stuff. Saturday night, uh, uh, in northern here in Sacramento. Uh, go, go to Eventbrite and just look up Action Coast Wrestling. You can mm-hmm. check them out on Twitter. They got the link there as well. If I remember, I'll put a link to this show. But pfft, don't, 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 you know, hold me to that. I don't know if I remember to do that. So that should be very exciting. 
exciting night of action, both Extreme Rules and Action Coast Wrestling. Yes. yes. Uh, so check that out. So tonight, yes, of course, please. we're going to talk about uh, the third anniversary show of AEW's Dynamite. But so I got something uh, I, I need to tell you, Steve. So about yeah. I don't know four four thirty. I'm sitting in front of my computer while I'm making dinner. I'm multitasking over here, True, and I'm like, you know, trying to think of some new story to put at the head of the show. Oh yeah, you well, know, because it, it, it get the double thumbnail. Something happened on the show plus a new story. It does love great. The, does love great. the double thumbnail. Love the double thumb. Love the double thumb. Uh, <laughs> and I was I was really struggling to find something. And then I there was this bit from Fightful Select about backstage reaction to the, the beef between Andrade and Sammy. And I thought, cool, we finally have news for the show. Oh, good, but, yeah. But there was more. Anyway, let's go yeah. to that bit first. So Fightful Select reached out to their sources in AEW to get reactions on the latest beef within the company between Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Many of them weren't terribly happy about it. One veteran talent told Fightful when asked if they thought the spat was a work or a shoot, uh, said, quote, when you get into mentioning that wrestling isn't real, it defeats the purpose of whatever storyline you could be trying to work. They were talking about hitting each other hard and complaining, so if it's a work, it's a bad one. I'm sure they'll eventually have a match, though, just because people are talking. Another AEW talent was, quote, frustrated by how things played out because they thought it was a bad look for the AEW locker room, especially after it's been, quote, hammered home in recent weeks to keep dirty laundry private. So, shortly, like within minutes after Dynamite began, Fife reported sources told them that Andrade and Sammy got into an altercation backstage prior to tonight's show. Sources told Fightful the altercation began as an argument, then turned physical when Sammy shoved Andrade, and Andrade responded by throwing a punch. TMZ confirmed Fightful's report, stating, quote, sources tell us words were exchanged and things turned physical. Sammy allegedly pushed Andrade, and punches were thrown, according to our sources, unclear if anyone was hit. So then Fightful uh, added that, quote, at least one, possibly both wrestlers were sent home. More on that in a second, which would explain why Tony Khan announced via Twitter shortly uh, before Dynamite that Friday's bout between uh, 10, Preston Vance, and Andrade canceled. Not canceled. Happening. Not happening. Dark that orders. mask is staying where it's at. Yeah, instead Dark Order's challenging Death Triangle uh, for the trio's championship. So another week. Uh, uh, another physical, uh, another scrum backstage. Not a media scrum. You know, dude. Scrum. Um, if there was some way, Larson, if there was some way that the people in charge at AEW could have known that this was going to happen, if there was some way, maybe if if Andrade and Sammy had announced their intentions to Lockhorns on social media in advance, maybe As, even several days in advance. I know. If, if they had advertised publicly, a confrontation was was imminent. Perhaps oh, someone could have stepped in. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. They did. They did. They did. Totally Andrade did. Andrade said, I'll see you at Dynamite. Probably with like a, a curse word thrown in there, too. They're like what? this was, They saw this happening. Why is it Tony Khan didn't say... Uh, you, uh, go away to the door for Sammy Guevara. You go away to the door for Andrade. Radio me. Let me know. Bring them to me separately, and we're gonna sit down and hash this out. And if they don't want to do it, then they're gone. You know, let them know in advance. If you if if there is any altercation between you guys, there is a zero tolerance policy. You're not gonna be at the show. 
Uh, yeah, so... Uh, There's no way this should have ever happened. No way. No, it was no entirely, way. completely, a thousand percent preventable. It was. That's nuts. That's but, you know, nuts, and, and, nuts. And, and, and I... Uh, I, I keep going back to what Tony Khan said about how people fighting backstage makes for a more interesting product. And I don't necessarily agree with that across the board. I don't. I think if that's your 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 what you fall back on from a creative standpoint, it's lazy creative. There and was I mean, there was a I, I I interpreted there being a bit of context there, like when things happen, you can you can turn it into something. But like I never assumed that he was encouraging this shit. I don't know. I don't but know. But he's hey, he's a busy guy. He's got stuff to book. He needs ideas. He's like, well, maybe the, you know, hey, uh, this guy just gave an interview in Espanol where he said Sammy complained about uh, people hitting too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll throw down and I can just make a story out of it. I don't know. I it's I don't know. what what boggles my mind. Is he, so here's here's the here's the problem. So like I'm not if if you're a Sammy Guevara fan. Cool. Good for you. I'm. I think he's a phenomenal wrestler, but the caveat there is, like everybody in AEW, mostly are phenomenal. There's a lot of phenomenal wrestlers. There, there yeah. are. Yeah. Um. There are a lot of people who can do what he does, and so then, it, then you sort of revert. Okay. Well, what does his character do for me? Nothing. He does nothing. Absolutely for nothing. Me. Absolutely nothing. Right. But that's fine. Whatever. Not everybody does something for me. Here's the problem, though. This is the big problem. The main event tonight. Who is the focal point of this story they're telling, Larson? Who is who is supposed to be the focal point of the oh, story? Oh, supposed to be Garcia and, and and Jericho. It's Garcia and Jericho, and, and, it's and the a pure bit, champion, and a, you know, and a bit, you know, uh, as well as is Jericho and Danielson because Garcia right. is is kind of trapped in a battle between the two of them. He's leaning towards Danielson's side. Of course, Danielson has a Ring of Honor title opportunity next week in Toronto. Yeah, the way I see it, the entire point of this is to elevate Garcia. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. They're, they're using the, the the higher name, the bigger names, to elevate Garcia. Yeah. Because I think I honestly think Garcia is going to be the one to to take out Jericho yeah. for that well, Ring of Honor title. Well, Ian on commentary mentioned tonight that Brian Danielson, uh, 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 as pure champion, won the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, and I I think he uh, and then unified. I think him. yeah, he unified him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I mean, night- I think I think it's entirely what it's going to be is Garcia's be the one that beats Jericho right. for that title. That so getting back to the main event tonight, the night was supposed to be focused on Garcia, everybody. But what was Sammy doing the entire time? If I'm sitting here and I don't read Fightful, I'm like, why is this guy mocking Andrade? That's a little weird. Why is the crowd chanting "fuck you, Sammy"? Sammy a little sucks. bit more than normal. Sammy sucks. Fuck you, Sammy. You still yeah. suck. Doesn't matter. You still suck. Like. He's the focal, like Sammy, because of what happened seemingly, became the focal point of this mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. when the entire point of it is Daniel Garcia. He is the yes. he is the focal point of this, not Sammy Guevara and yeah. some shit that went down backstage that's never talked about on TV. Yeah. Like, what the, the fuck? Because there was, you know, uh, one that seemed pretty obvious that Andrade had been sent home, but not Sammy. And we don't know the reasoning for that, so probably shouldn't speculate. Yeah, yeah. But if for any other reason to take Sammy out of this match is is for what you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Sammy's going to over his presence in that match is going to overshadow the story you're trying to tell, mm-hmm. which is between yeah. Jericho 
and Garcia. Yeah. You know, have there's several other members in the in the JAS. You know, have Hager take his place, have Menard or or or, or Angelo Parker. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. I know. And you could it, if yeah. and if they want to have that story beat the finish the match of Jericho costing Garcia the match by cheating mm-hmm. and JAS picking up the win. Well, heck, you don't need Sammy, specifically Sammy for that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Basically, yeah. any other member of JAS could have done it. I know. I know. Um, it's distracting, and it's like, dude, why would you want that added element in the main event? You can predict that easily, by the way, that that's going to happen. Um, I don't know why, as the boss, you don't say, you know what? This situation, if you expect your fan base to be so savvy about what goes on backstage and they're all sub to Fightful, et cetera, et cetera, or they watch the going in raw. Um, If that's what your expectation is, don't you then have to take that into account when booking your main event and you'll know that that audience is going to be distracted by those events, by what happened. They're going to be distracted by Sammy Guevara. Keep them out of it so the focus can be on the story you are telling. Yep. Yep, it's, which they've it's, actually done a fairly good job of, of telling. It's been a really good story up till now. It really has been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. And, and like you said, you know, I I, I don't we, we don't really want to get. I, I understand what Fightful reported, what TMZ reported in terms of the altercation backstage. Um, you know, sometimes details might get mixed up here and there. We can only hope and assume that that Andrade was sent home because he was the guy who really deserved to be sent home. And, and maybe Sammy wasn't, you know, as much of an instigator that's speculation on, on, on our part. It's, I guess it's just hopeful speculation on our part, because if Sammy did instigate this, he shouldn't have been in the, on the fucking show tonight Mm-mm. and not Andrade. Um, but you know, again, the, and then that's why we're not going to sort of openly, I understand what the report said. I, I read it, you know, we we just talked about it, yeah. But uh, but I'm I'm hoping that maybe the details were off a little bit, and the people that were there and saw what happened are in charge, are the ones saying, okay, no, Andrade needs to be sent home. Sammy, not so much because it wasn't like he didn't he wasn't at fault. That's that's what I can hope. But goddamn, I, you know, if that's not the case, and that it's even more fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's a mess, and and. Uh... It's a situation where it seems pretty pretty uh, self-evident what you need to do to keep this stuff from happening. Yeah. And, and this incident specifically, it's it's plainly obvious. You just make sure that they don't, that Sammy and Andrade don't occupy the same space backstage without mm-hmm. someone from management there to, 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 to help them work this out as opposed to have it escalate to fisticuffs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah, sit them down with, with Tony Khan, uh, 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 Daniels, Shivani, anybody that's working in talent relations, mm-hmm, yeah, and you say you need to work this out now. You get this 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 backstage stuff. You need to stop talking about it, mm-hmm. and then you definitely need to stop bringing it to social media and then bring it to work and start throwing hands. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, third anniversary of Dynamite uh, was uh, what we're talking about here. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought that uh, you had mentioned this in the pre-show, one thing that stood out, a lot of good wrestling. I really enjoyed yep. Uh, I liked, I, you know, man, I like Brian. Brian Cage is a hell of a wrestler. And it, it was always yeah. weird to me that he wasn't featured more, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like, enjoyed his match. But, with you know, Warfare. like there you said earlier, re- regarding Sammy, there's a lot of really great wrestlers in AEW <laughs> that do astounding <laughs> yeah. athletic feats yeah. on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. But if you can't separate yourself with by, with, by having an interesting character, yeah, it's hard to get over. Oh, you're talking about Brian Cage? <laughs> I'm talking about Brian Cage. I'm talking about Sammy Guevara. I'm talking about a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I like that match, though, with Brian Cage. Oh, that was great. Low, but you're totally right. <laughs> and that's just not separate, AEW. Yeah. That's like kind of wrestling writ large. Wow, there's too much talent for anybody to there's be snoozing a on a character. There's phenomenal wrestlers out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I, I don't know exactly how long – uh, like each of them have been wrestling, but MJF and Wheeler Yuta, for example, started off phenomenal match, phenomenal match. Both terrific wrestlers. Yeah. Who's the personality? Who's the character? It's MJF, of course. And now I think tonight. I think Wheeler yeah. Yuta has made strides in establishing himself as a character, and has he's made efforts the over mic. the past couple of weeks. Yeah, he yeah. definitely has. He, he's not yeah. the level of MJF, obviously, but. I think you know, MJF probably realized that pretty early on, though. You know, and on top of that, he just has a gift. You know, yeah. he, he dude, he is in fucking WWE shape right now. Yeah, man. he's jacked. Oh my god, he, he looks like he's. Jacked. It's not like a Drew McIntyre level, but his body looks completely different now. It is. It yeah. is kind of shocking. On, on uh, when he was on Ariel Hawani show, Hawane, he put on yeah. like twenty pounds of muscle or something, something like that. Like that yeah. Just down there eating salmon and getting jacked, I guess, when he yeah, was I guess on his so. uh, hiatus. I mean, he, yeah. he didn't go anywhere, he said, for months. and He was just, just at his home gym. Just working out. He was at his uh, his apartment's gym right there, dude. Just just, <laughs> just working out. And he got that big payday. Upgraded to a condo. The way home prices are these days, man. Yeah, you uh, got that right. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought, I thought uh, otherwise, I thought a lot of the, the actual wrestling mm-hmm. on Dynamite was pretty darn good. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. Like we said, start off with MJF versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, this was just this was a lot of fun. The crowd was super. It was a really good crowd tonight too. It was. Uh, it was the crowd was super into this. Uh, in the end, though, uh, MJF makes Yuta tap out to Salt of the Earth 2.0. He gets that extra stank on it with that yeah. 2.0. Yuta ends up tapping out, and then afterwards, Yuta and MJF. I mentioned this. They go back a long ways. 
you to, you know, spins MJF around. And he's like, hey, man, shake my hand. Shake my hand. And MJF's like, ah, I'm a bad guy. I don't know if I want to do that or not. Ooh, not so much. But at the same time, like, you and I, we go way back. Ah, ah, ooh, I'm so ah. torn between being a bad guy and, and I kind of like this guy. Uh, and then, and then, you know, before MJF really makes a decision, uh, Yuta's oh, laid close. out from behind. He's close. His hand is like within oh, an dude, inch. Oh, dude, he's of, getting there. He's Yuta's, getting there. It's pretty close. Lee Moriarty shows up. He attacks Wheeler Yuta from behind. And MJF's like, whoa, what are you, I didn't tell you to do that. Don't do that. Stokely Hathaway, who I believe was eating an apple, that's, yeah, gets up that's on the apron. Too. He's either an apple or a pear. Uh, gets up on the apron. And uh, he's like, here. Use the uh, dynamite diamond ring, buddy. And even that, MJF's like, like, I don't want to do, do this. I don't want to. I don't want this. I'm trying to yell at you. Don't give me this. And then Regal, who was on commentary because the Blackpool Combat Club guy, mm-hmm. he gets up at just the shiniest pair of brass knucks. Oh yeah, he takes it out of his suit pocket. Yeah, puts them on, strolls down to the ring. MJF's like, "Whoa, buddy!" So Stokely and uh, Moriarty they leave. And uh, and then uh, MJF's like, oh, I'm not sure I want any of this old man. And uh, MJF leaves. So yep. I don't know, dude. Are we gonna get a, a face turn from MJF here, or is he oh, just I'd showing? Some, I, I just show some dimension. I think that's good every once in a while. I mean, I, I given MJF's character, I would be more inclined to think this is some plan he has uh, uh, has hatched, making it seem like oh, the firm is getting involved when he doesn't want. And that's going to distract to somebody. He's going to like win a match, maybe beat Mox the title because of it. You know, there is something interesting that uh, Jericho said at some point in some interview. I don't remember. But he said he was talking to MJF about, you know, the return. And he was like, you know, you're going to be a big baby face when you come back. He's like, I don't be a yeah, baby face. Yeah. He's like, you're going to have to. Like, the people aren't going to accept you as a bad guy because they just love you so much. And uh, And it makes me wonder if maybe – they're preparing for that eventuality by, you know, give, making him a bit less overtly heelish. Or maybe it's part of a grand plan. I don't know. The all-out yeah. scrum. Is that what it was? <laughs> okay. Oh, are there muffin bits laying around? Is that why? Okay. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we, had a, we had a Danielson. We had a main event video package hyping that up. And then we had a Jericho Appreciation Society interview. Menard's talking about how Garcia spit in their faces. Says, you know, look at our history together. You take the gift that Jericho gave you, that hat, Hager has it on, and you threw it down the mat, and Hager just says in the background, I love this hat. So then Jericho says, but I, but it was Garcia's rebelliousness that led him to join JAS anyways, and lessons will be learned tonight, though, and Sammy says, if you don't, we'll end you. And then Jericho turns his attention to Danielson, says in Toronto, uh, I'm going to desecrate Daniel uh, Brian Danielson's legacy. And walk out of dynamite, still the Ocho. Some uh, audible boos when Stam when Sammy stepped up and started talking in the crowd there. So they're all they're all checking their fightful feed and whatnot. Uh, after that, uh, another possible face turn here at the end of this match. This Jay one Lethal. seems much more likely. Yes, <laughs> Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen, which bums me out because I've been loving Jay Lethal's oh, heel work. Oh, it's so much fun. He's so damn good. Um, so, anyways, yeah, this was this was a really really fun match. Jay Lethal got uh, knocked a bit silly when uh, he went for uh, lethal injection, sort of landed on his head a bit. <coughs> um, so Darby, so then at a certain point uh, towards the finish of the match, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Duck come out. Now Jay Lethal had told those guys, hey, stay backstage, don't bug me. 
and uh, I want to do this on my own. So they come out. Lethal's like, he gets distracted by them. They're just on the stage, and he's like, stay. Don't, don't, come, don't come to me. And, uh, and then Darby ends up <clears throat> uh, taking advantage of that, hitting him with a Rana into a roll-up. They exchange roll-up attempts, and then Darby wins with that awesome Last Supper of his. Mm-hmm. And then Darby gets in Jay's face. He's like, you don't need them. You don't need them. You're Jay Lethal. You're you're you got a really good Ric Flair impression, yeah. And again, Shake again with the yeah. shaking of the hands attempt, Code of and honor. Uh, and then Jay in the most angry way, oh fine, he shakes his hand really, really aggressively. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. I've been, I've, I've been, I've become a big fan. I wasn't like I always appreciated Jay Lethal for like his legacy and all that, but it wasn't until he went heel here in AEW I was like, oh okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, the, I got the plenty the, of the pairing right of now. him and Sanjay is really really good together. Mm-hmm, yeah, they're yeah. really good together. Uh, then we got the embassy video package. Uh, Prince Nana is talking about how the gates of agony are just gonna come after all the tag titles. They want all the tag titles. Oh yeah, and dude. Uh, Brian Cage is gonna get that TNT title tonight. And that match was next. Brian Cage versus Warlow. This match was tons of fun. Tons oh, man, of fun. They were trying to outdo each dudes. other with all sorts of impressive athletic feats. Oh man, just so much meat in this match. Yeah, this is this is really fun stuff. I like this a lot. Like they were do, they were doing like dueling ranas. Warlow mm-hmm. busted out a whisper in the wind. Yeah, that was cool. That was neat. That was pretty uh, wild. Uh, at the end though, what four power bombs? Yeah, Brian Cage loses. Mm-hmm. Warlow mm-hmm. wins. So then uh, Gates of Agony come to the ring to attack Warlow, Samoa Joe, of course. War Joe, they're a tag oh, team. Oh, Samoa Low, baby. War Joe runs to make the save, but he's overwhelmed by the Embassy as well. That FTR. They come out to make the save. Embassy uh, leave the ring with Engage Agony, get back on the apron, and have a stare down with FTR. Seems like we're going to get a, a, a Ring of Honor tag tile defense. <gasps> FTR is going to have a match? That's cool. That's that's novel. Uh, after that, Britt Baker has a promo. Uh, she's got uh, some bad news. She says, the face of the women's AEW women's division, but more importantly as a role model, I have to answer the question everybody's been asking. And the answer is no. Soraya will not be wrestling in AEW. The doctors won't clear her. So that makes AEW officially my house, the doctor's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had uh, a six-woman tag match, Penelope Ford, Serena Deeb, and Jamie Hayter, who got the biggest pop of the night. Well, maybe the second biggest after Willow got that pin. Willow Nightingale, Athena, and Tony Storm made up the, the good guy team. And uh, there, there's a lot of fun stuff going on in this match. Yeah, this was a really fun bout. And, yeah, Jamie Hayter is getting uh, every week louder and louder and louder. Uh, receptions. Uh, Willow, though, as you mentioned, did get the win here. She hits Penelope Ford uh, with a doctor bomb to get the W. Afterwards, Soraya gets the ring to celebrate with the face team. But then Britt gets in there and gets in her face. Mm-hmm. And like Britt's like, I told, like, to the crowd, I told you, like, she can't do anything. And then Soraya, bang, punches Whoop. So they get in a hockey fight. They're both throwing hands at each other, and then everybody starts brawling. And eventually, uh, Soraya and Britt are the last two in the ring, or two of the last three. And so Soraya throws Britt out, and then Rebel's the last in the ring, save for Soraya. And, and Britt's like, she gets on her knees, and she's pleading with Soraya, don't hit me. And then Soraya kicks her in the head. Um. So because we talked about this so extensively last week, 
You had mentioned there are four women's division segments. Are you including mm-hmm. the Britt Baker promo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Willow promo, and then and then there was the Madison Rain Sky Blue uh, backstage bit right. with Anna Jay and, and Ty. Now, I mean, you can look at this two ways. I guess half full, half empty. This was this was a match where they crammed a bunch of people into one match. It was according to Mr. Dope here. It was eleven minutes long. I I thought it was that's nine. about right. Yeah, it was about, but about yeah. eleven. Yeah. Let's say it was 11 minutes, 10, 11 minutes. So they, they, they allotted this 10 minutes, perhaps. Um, I'm still skeptical that we're going to see much change, uh, given what we saw this week. Last week, they gave a total of 20 minutes, including the opening segment in the match. Mm-hmm. This week, we had a match and then, then three. three relatively brief segments. So 15 minutes, probably max. Total yeah. of a two-hour show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, take that for what you will. You can look at it, I guess, both ways. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a great improvement, but uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe others do. I don't know. Uh, after that, we had a Roosh Jose interview. Uh, no Andrade. No Andrade. Um, so uh, apparently, the the purpose of this was is Jose called the troops together, and so Private Party was there, and he proceeds to lecture Private Party about not being around. He queued up some video saying, "Here, this happened. Why weren't you here? This happened. Why weren't you here?" And then Roosh says, "You you have to do the right thing tonight." Or and then Jose continues says, "Or we're going to take you to court. We know about Matt Hardy. Do the right thing." Yeah, all that tampering that's going on. Uh, after that, this was wildly fun. The it acclaimed fun. probably the most over thing in AEW at this point. Uh, we had national the National Scissoring Day celebration. So much scissoring going on. So Bowens takes the podium first as a special night. Unlike anything in our great sports history, today it was made official thanks to the fans. The Scissor Me Daddy Ass t-shirt, that ugly, ugly t-shirt, is the number one selling shirt in 2022. More importantly... Or most importantly, they brought we brought home gold, which means AEW no longer stands for All Elite Wrestling. It stands for Acclaimed Every Wednesday. It's cause for celebration, and uh, we celebrate by scissoring. And I know all about scissoring. He says there may be a few tuning in for the first time tonight. Of course, as you know, scissoring is a handshake, a sign of friendship, a sign of a true team, and the people uh, uh, the people want. Uh, a real team, not two dudes who were just thrown together like Lee and Swerve. So Swerve would have you believe that they should be AEW tag champions. They're the most popular team in this industry. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Swerve, this isn't your house. And then Billy Gunn steps in, Daddy Ass. He says, this is Daddy Ass's house. For everybody in the building and the millions. And millions. At home. It's National Scissoring Day. He says, I went down to City Hall today because I'm very important. He said, I was asked if I would present the acclaim with this. And he gives him a gift. And it's a gold-wrapped uh, a present. And uh, Bones uh, and Castor open it. And it's like a key to the city, but it's a giant pair of scissors instead. It's yeah. a golden pair and, of scissors. And commentary was, was, was talking about how it's the scissors they use to, you know, like a groundbreaking thing to cut that right, or any sort yeah. of like ceremonial thing where they need to cut a banner. That's giant what Giant pair of scissors. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So then Caster takes a podium. He tells another really nice story. He says, mm-hmm. uh, he says, I want to tell the audience first to turn to your right and left and scissor your neighbor. And as National Scissoring Day comes to a close, I want to talk about greatness. 
He said, about 40 years ago in Washington, D.C., greatness was achieved when Washington won the Super Bowl. And it means a lot to me because my dad was on that team, and his Super Bowl ring is his prized possession. And he achieved greatness all those years ago, just like the acclaimed achieved greatness by winning the tag titles. It's our duty to bring everybody together. There's no left or right or red or blue. We wear pink because everybody looks good in pink. Tonight, we're going to do the first bipartisan scissor. And then they're all about to back up and do a big old three-way scissor. And interrupted by, because, uh, I don't know, Billy Gunn, maybe he's like Cronus, I don't know. They're interrupted by Swerve, uh, and he says, uh, this is the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. He says, congratulations on the t-shirt sales. Now some more kids can get suspended at school like like they were 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, he points that comment on B- at Billy Gunn, yeah. Right, like exactly. Suck it stuff, yeah. because kids yeah. always would get, yeah. Yeah. So he says, the tag title shouldn't be on the acclaimed shoulders, should be on uh, Billy's. He says, but if me and Keith are going to get the belts back, I got to take care of daddy ass. So he challenges him to a match next week. And out comes Mark Sterling. He's well, one thing Swerve did during his little promo here is that he produced a rock because he said rock beats scissors. So that Sterling Which he comes seemed up. almost self-conscious about that. Yeah, I know. This doesn't seem like it was maybe his idea. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Mark Sterling comes out and says, oh, but paper, because he's got that petition he had beats rock he says i've been saying that swerve is a jerk for months and no one is listening but the acclaimed need to hear what i have to say they need me to beat swerve because they can't do it themselves so let's join together in our fight against swerve let's seal the deal tonight and give these people what they want you three scissoring me he read that line pretty good because he was all euphoric about it you three scissoring me yeah it was pretty good uh so caster ends up punching sterling uh billy body slams him and then Bowens hits Sterling with a leg drop off the second rope right to his front area. Mm-hmm. And then Billy grabs Mike and says, oh, yeah, Swerve, I accept your challenge. And then Billy and the claim they all scissor. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was a wildly fun segment. It really was. Uh, after that, we had a Dark Order video package. It said Friday is going to be bittersweet. It's the second anniversary of Brody's last match. He says, but we also get a shot at the trio's title. And then, uh, and it's you know, it's the death triangle on the other One side of, those of it. So, things, yeah, yeah. So Pentagon says we're the best trios in the universe. <laughs> uh, the universe is got, a big place. Yeah, uh, Madison Rain is sky blue backstage, and Madison says, you know, in the few months I've been AEW, I've seen endless potential in the women's division, and she points out specifically sky blue. And so Ty and Anna Jay step in, uh, and they tell Sky Blue. Uh, what you need isn't a wrestling coach. You need a sports entertainment coach because you need to work on your charisma. Mm-hmm. And so Sky says, all right, how about we have a match on Rampage? Mm-hmm. And then so Anna and Ty leave. And what does Madison say? Entertainers. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Entertainers. Yeah, <laughs> Entertainers. She said just uh, like Menard, too. It was pretty funny. That's good. Damn it. <laughs> I missed that one. That's good. I'll go back and watch it. Entertainers. Uh, let's see here. Uh, after that, we had Roosh versus Hangman Page. My God, what a match. match. Roosh is so much fun. Hangman Page is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, this was, this was really good stuff. Um, Page got the win here with a buckshot after he uh, evaded, or sorry, countered Bull's Horns with a lariat. Uh, private party then come to the ring. They're about to get mm-hmm. in. The Mox comes through the crowd. And so he stops like around the barricade and just looks at private party and shakes his head. Mm-mm, no, yeah, no, 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 no. So they back off. So mm-hmm. Mox calls for a mic. He gets right in Paige's face. They're like buttonheads, um, and says, "I've been waiting for this for three years. Three years of AEW Dynamite. Three years of watching and studying you. Three years of us circling each other. Between the two of us, we've beaten everyone there is to beat in AEW except each other." He says, "On October 18th, we're gonna have our match in my home arena in Cincinnati. 
Um, so there'll be one last man standing here at AEW in 13 days, cowboy. I'm going to leave my house. I'm going to walk down Vine Street and go to that arena, break your face and choke you until you turn blue because you're in the way of me becoming the one true top guy in AEW. He says, I have all the respect in the world for your talents and admire you as a person, but when the bell rings, the title is on the line, I don't have respect for anything. So he drops the mic and starts to leave. Hangman p- picks it up and says, well, you've been waiting for so, so long for this. Where, where are you going right now? And so Mox gets back in the ring, grabs a mic, and goes, you're a sweet kid. But like a lot of kids around here, you say a lot of stupid shit that gets you in trouble. <laughs> and he says, That's I'm going to give you a pass line. tonight. I'll yeah. see you in 13 days. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not exclusive to kids there, Mox. <laughs> Somebody about 10 years older, you got in a lot of trouble saying some stupid shit, too. Um. So uh, during this ma- no during this segment, MJF was backstage, but cradling his uh, yeah, his, his yeah. chip. Yeah. So Mox right now is clearly at a point where he can beat Hangman. Like that's you know that's a thing. When Hangman was champion, I think that when Mox went to rehab, it looked like he was they were going to have Hangman beat yeah, Mox. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll put this out here because I agree with you. I think Mox is probably going to win Cincinnati. Dynamite the following week is in Virginia, mm-hmm. which is where Hangman's from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I'd be surprised if Hangman won, but no, I don't think he's going to win. But if they were smart, they would protect him with a little bit of MJF. Mm-hmm. Now we we had both were I I had suggested we had talked about I don't know who suggested, but we had talked about the possibility. If they got some balls there in AEW, have MJF cast that shit in in Cincinnati <laughs> and win in front of that crowd. Oh boy! And you protect Hangman Page and yep. you get what you want with uh, with yep. uh, MJF. Oh yep. boy, it's a good idea. They should do it. And then they you can have be. Hangman confront MJF the next week in in, in Hangman's hometown mm-hmm. and say, "I that you ruined my my uh, my match." Mm-hmm. You know, because he'd wonk it so that he mm-hmm. could cash in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, crowd would be behind him. And maybe they set up that for – because they're advertising full gear. It's like, what, a month away or so? Uh, Is it late more. November? It's mid-November, I think. Mid-November. Okay, so six weeks away. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'd yeah. be a month away from when that confrontation mm-hmm. would happen. Mm-hmm. If Hangman MJF, I mean, you know, and then you have MJF beat Hangman Shady and you still protect Hangman. Yep, and Moskis go on vacation. Guess go fishing. I gotta go. I gotta go fishing. So long overdue. It works out for everybody. Uh, Willow Nightingale next had an interview. She's talking about how stoked she was about her win, and she says, "I'm more than just happy to be here." Uh, so at Battle of Belts, I'm challenging for the TBS title, and Jade and the Baddie step in, and and Jade asks, "Haven't I already beat you twice? Do you really want to be number 39?" And Willow says, "You know, nobody stays undefeated forever. You know, we could have a match. You could be 39 and 0, but you could also be 38 and 1." And I could be that one. What are the chances she's going to be that one, Larson? Um, as much as I would like to see it, I don't feel like... Because Willow beating Jade is a huge moment. I don't think it's going to happen at Friday on a Friday night at 11 p.m. I just don't. You're probably right. That's whack. That's weird that they're <laughs> they're whack. That's whack. I know. It's whack that they're doing Battle of the Belt so late at night. I know. Oh, I know, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know. Um, you're probably right, but it's like, man, 
Willow's Willow's you would think Willow's going to end up in in Ring of Honor. Maybe that's why they haven't done the whole graphic yet. Because I mean, she was the one challenging at the Ring of Honor pay per view. Maybe they're just waiting for Ring of Honor because she could easily could be. be the next Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Um, I don't know. I, I hope they give her. She takes if if she's gonna lose, she's got to be the person that takes Jade to her absolute limit. Maybe Jade has yeah. to cheat, you know? Yeah. Because the, I'm telling you, Will is gonna be a license to print money with whoever ends mm-hmm. up with her, and she's getting over. She's getting she over. is getting over. Yeah, she is so. absolutely. Uh, after that, we had Luchasaurus uh, just completely squash Fuego. This took all of, I don't know, 30 seconds like or so. 45 seconds, maybe. Yeah, right. Uh, afterwards, uh, uh, <clears throat> Luchasaurus uh, isn't done with uh, Fuego. Christian tells Luchasaurus to chuck him to the ramp. Jungle Boy comes to the ring with a chair, blasts Luchasaurus with it. Jungle Boy gets on the mic, tells Luchasaurus, you were my best friend. After everything we've been through, uh, you chose Christian. You broke my heart. But now I'm going to break your fingers, your nose, your arm. I'm going to break you piece by piece. He says, you pick the time and place. I'll be ready. Christian says, I told Jungle Boy, not. I told you not to come back. He says, uh, it'd be possible for us to drop you and leave you in a pool of your own piss and blood. But then I got to thinking, you said any time, any place. How about this? Next Wednesday, my hometown, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he was. They weren't going to do it in in, in Washington D.C. Yeah, because all scumbags there. Yeah. Uh, then we had a pack Trent video package hyping up the All Atlantic title bout between them on Rampage. No, was it Rant- Battle of the Bells Rampage? Well, the same night. Those two shows are going to blend together. They're back to back. They're basically one show. <laughs> I think we can agree on that. Then we had our main event, yeah, Chris Jericho, yeah, Sammy Guevara taking on Sam Daniel Garcia four. and Brian Danielson. Fun bout. Uh, you're a thousand percent right with Sammy taking the spotlight off of the story where it should have been. Um, uh, but in the end, so I'll back up a little bit. So Jericho tries to put Danielson through the timekeeper table uh, ringside towards the finish of the mm-hmm. match. Uh, when he first uh, chucks him into it, Table doesn't break. Danielson hits like the edge of the table on his back, and it looked like it looked yeah. awful. So then yeah. uh, Jericho uh, suplexes him through it. Back in the ring, Sammy hits Garcia with the GTH, and that looked flush. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that was a flush GTH. Hits some ground and pound. It really looks like he's trying to kill some time. He's going for a shooting star press. Garcia gets his knees up mm. and then locks on a dragon tamer. And uh, Jericho hits him with the Ring of Honor title, and then Sammy just really casually goes and pins Garcia to get the win. And afterwards, Jericho Appreciation Society come down to the ramp to celebrate while Jericho just kind of stares over at Garcia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. i got a thread up here on the Patreon and patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. It's a great way to help support the show. Got ourselves a couple new patrons. Shinny. Layden Fett, Bryce McGeorge, Simon Schmidt, Taryn Watts, Mason Jowers, Javier Barajas, Brandon Rollins, and Philip X. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank we you. leave a uh, uh, recap QA threads for most of the shows that we recap. So uh, we'll read some of these questions here. David Matushek, do you think the drama going on backstage could rupture the relationship between AEW and their TV partners, so Warner Brothers Discovery? I think so long as the ratings are good and and, <clears throat> and 
no controversies break out that spawns that 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 threaten spa- uh, sponsorships then no i don't think i don't think so alex foster asks what backstage shenanigans would you guys get into with AEW? also would you report this news on the podcast so uh i feel like we'd be in catering because we don't know what else to do We'll definitely go be in catering yeah and then we that's go the catering. thing that i'm looking most forward to if we do end up owning acw is going yes, to catering. catering uh and and we, we walk down the catering line and there we see it the reese's pie and there's one piece left and we're oh, yeah. the two of us like we're debating whether we should take it like i'm not a huge peanut butter guy so i'm like eh, i'll yeah. leave it but i know you like your peanut butter steve yeah right um and and so eventually we're we're kind of like jokingly arguing about it and then one of us puts it on our plate, but then who sees that happen? Eddie oh, Kingston. Eddie. Yeah. And he's like, Who are who are you? And why yeah. are you taking the last piece of Reese's pie? Who the fuck are you guys? You're not workers. Why'd you take give me the pie? That, give me that pie. Why'd you, why'd take, you the take the pie? pie? Give me the pie. I'd be like, Here you go, don't pie face me. You think you're funny? You think you're funny guy? <laughs> kind of. I can be sometimes. People like my impersonations. Sometimes Steve can be a funny. Yes, Eddie. I'm, I, I, yeah. As much as it pains me to defend Steve, I, I got to admit he's right in this case. <laughs> he's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> uh, Luisa Reza says, uh, what wrestlers do you think Triple H and Shawn Michaels need to sign to help rebuild NXT? He says he'd love to see Brian Cage, Jay Lethal, Silas Young, and Sammy Callahan give it another go in NXT. Um, none of them. Uh, you know, I think it's less about bringing in more people, and it's just making the storylines more intriguing. Dude, right I, now, I can't. Like this, do, sorry, go ahead. There's just nothing really interesting from a storyline perspective going on. Like, even the Diamond Mine stuff, which I thought was, was pretty good for the most part. Even at this point, I'm like, all right, whatever. Just have this match and get it over with. Um, maybe Roddy will come back and make it more interesting. But it, it's, I to a degree, I appreciate. We've talked about this before. Uh, before I appreciate they're kind of taking the NXT UK approach to stories. The problem is the chemistry that everybody had in NXT UK is not in NXT, and so these little stories or these, these matches that are instigated by the smallest little things don't have the charm they did in UK because. Everybody in, 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 over there knew how to play things up. So they're like, oh, okay, someone bumped into somebody at the hall. Okay, that makes sense. He'd ha- they'd have a match. Yeah. You know? I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I can't deal with fucking Grayson Waller, with Von Wagner. This whole era of NXT in terms of the people they brought, like Braun Breaker is so one-dimensional. There is some talent. Like Carmelo Hayes, we sing his praise all the time. Oh, he's great. Trick Williams, we sing his praises all the time. Mm-hmm. I like Toxic Attraction. I think they're, I think they're good wrestlers, and I think they got personality. There are others, by and large, none of the characters appeal to me. Like, not a lot of them really don't. So yeah, man, I, I'd load it up. I'd, I'd look at you know, like Kevin Blackwood. I'd poach some from from AEW. I'd try to get Willow. Um, I, I, I would, I'd, I'd try to take a little bit from impact Masha killer Kelly, whoever I, I, I'd, I'd poach some, I, I'd, I'd do a, you know, Lauren Michaels in 1985. That's what I'd do. I'd, I'd keep a couple of them. Keep Carmelo. He Carmelo's John Lovitz, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody else you get ready and you load up on just some of the great indie talent out there because I can't do it. I can't do anything with Grayson Waller. Like I look at him like, God damn, man, it's, it's just, I can't. 
It's like the worst of the Miz, but with an Australian accent. Like uh, you can have the best stories in the world and these characters. I'm not going to get I'm not going to give a shit about what Von Wagner ever. Yeah. I, <laughs> beyond yeah, beyond I, making fun of them, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I feel like there's potential with Grayson Waller. They just seem so intent on making him 2.0's uh, version of the Miz of yeah, Miz prior to Triple H taking over because Miz since yeah. Triple, H, Triple H has taken over our main roster has been actually pretty entertaining because mm-hmm. he's not in the mm-hmm. ring doing 10 minute talkie segments on Miz TV mm-hmm. you know yeah. and if when they have Waller in short bits backstage he can be, actually be fairly entertaining yeah for he a second I was like matches. okay I was like I'm on board with this but you know the bottom line is unless he's doing that very one specific thing if he does anything else I me personally this is me I can't stand seeing him on my TV. I, I, half these people, when they show up on my TV, I can't stand them. Like, I'm like, this is the this is boring the shit out of me right now. You know, maybe that's why uh, uh, Triple H was running NXT back in the day. Everybody had basically had the same character. Badass well, who no, likes to fight. I don't know, man. I, I think that I think that if you – because you're right also. I'm, look, I, I think that your point about the stories is correct, too. I think that unfortunately, Shawn Michaels is not like the greatest storyteller in the world. Some of it's just downright confusing sometimes. Um, and when you get him in the ring, he could tell a story. He could tell a story in the ring. But like when it comes to like the actual plot stuff, it just doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I I liked how they did it before when they bring people in. And was there a phase they went through when everybody was a badass? Sure. And did that get a little one-dimensional? 100% I agree with you. I do. Uh, you can flip on NXT during that during that one span of time, and it was like, oh, God, another 20-minute banger. But if you go back to, and I know that Gargano and, and Champa sort of, you know, they came in and they had to fight for contracts and everything, and they developed organically coming up. Mm-hmm. But it's like they had already been indie wrestlers for a spell. They knew their characters, and NXT didn't really try to change them. They didn't try to mold, oh, this is who your character is going to be. Now they brought him in. They're like, hey, what do you do good? And that's what you're going to be, and then you're going to develop these stories based on who they are bringing in. And I just would love to see them, like, look, Send whoever you want to send to Maine. If you think they got a shot on Maine, send them to Maine. Put them all in factions or whatever. Get rid of everybody. I don't. I don't want to see people lose their jobs, but like, get rid of everybody else, and then reload NXT 5.0 or whatever it's going to be with uh, with like really cool indie wrestlers and poach. That's that's what I think. That's what I think. All right. Uh, let's. See. The uh, Mason here asks, who will win the NXT North American Championship ladder match at, at Halloween Havoc? Okay, so it's Oro Mensa, Carmelo Hayes, uh, Von Wagner, Wesley, Wesley. Von Wagner, and then uh, the winner of Axiom and Nathan Frazier. Axiom. So my hope is that it's Wesley. That's my hope, that it's Wesley. Also wouldn't shock me if it was Wesley, given that he was denied that opportunity because they mm-hmm. crushed his head in a locker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be Carmelo just because like he's already been there. He's done that. Yeah, he should be beating Braun champ. Breaker. It's not going to be Vaughn. <laughs> no, it's not going to be Von Wagner. I think I think if Nathan Frazier beats Axiom, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. I think. Who do you think has a better chance, Wesley or Nathan Frazier? It is exactly the same. 
It's not exactly the same. It's, it's obviously fluid because we got a f- couple of weeks yet before that show happens. But I'd, right I'd, now, I'd a, who would you I'd rather be? Two. Who would you rather be right it's now? It's like I could entirely see, rather than Wesley winning the title, he gets put into a story after this with Carmelo and they feud without the title. Mm-hmm. Um, they could entire, they could it's entirely possibly do that with the title too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like seeing that he has a story already set up post ladder match doesn't necessitate the title. I'd probably give the advantage to Frazier right now. These guys are very similar. Like in terms of their, like Wesley, it's like, oh, good guy, put in a tough spot, you know, but good guy. Nathan Frazier, oh good guy, I like soccer. Good guy. Mm-hmm. They're sort of Apparently in the same good at it. There's they're 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 kind of in the same spot. Yeah, pretty pretty good at soccer. Uh yeah, they're kind of the same. They're kind of the same. They got the same vibe going. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find another question here. Uh, okay, Taryn Watts. We'll end on this one. All right. Triple H has had enough and finally fires the enforcer. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. This guy, he's gone too far. He's gone too far. Tony Khan hires enforcer to be a manager for a wrestler. Who would you put with him? Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Sterling's tired of being powerbombed all over the place, so... Oh. Uh, the enforcer is Mark Sterling's enforcer. Oh, okay. I like that's good. That's good. That's good. Because so like Josh Woods him. and Tony Nese, they have yeah, you know they they have stuff they want to do in the ring. They can't always be yeah. watching Mark Sterling's yeah. back. So enforcer's there just to watch Mark Sterling's back. I mean, here's the thing: like managers generally, I I'd, I'd, I'd say, look, I'd say I'd do this. He did Triple H doesn't fire him. He just sends him to NXT, and then uh, Enforcer replaces Robert Stone because Robert Stone's not working out for Von Wagner. Mm-hmm. Enforcer is the Dumpster Champs Enforcer manager, manager yeah. Enforcer, and uh, and yeah, he he gets he gets the the, the Dumpster Championship sanctioned in NXT, and it's wildly go. popular. And Von Wagner has a purpose, and then that leads directly to Von Wagner main eventing WrestleMania for the Dumpster Championship. Yeah, the dumpster championship headlines night one and two and of two, WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah, then there's like, hey, let's get a dumpster championship for the women too. So it's like night one, women's dumpster champion, and then night two is uh, you know, Von Wagner versus Roman to unify the undisputed dumpster WWE championship. The the undis the undisputed universal dumpster champion. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Tomorrow, uh, for patrons, YouTube channel members, and subs, we've got uh, Overrun at 11 a.m. Pacific yes. because Larson's going to be on Jimmy Van's uh, Know Your News. Yeah, that should be that should a be lot be of fun. fun. That show was wildly fun when I was on it. Yeah, that should be fun. I watched a little bit of your appearance on there. so it's. It I'm hilarious, like aren't I? I'm just the funniest. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm boring. So Oh, we'll no, you're great. You're good. You're funny, dude. You're funny. Uh, you'll be great on that show. You're, you're clever. Uh, and then tomorrow we've got after that at 6 p.m. Pacific, we've got smash, uh, smash zone, yep. zone, smash zone. Yeah, so that'd be fun. So, uh, check that out. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it until next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.